you're listening to the Growth Over Fear podcast, where we help you overcome your fears, lean into growth, and learn tangible skills to live a more fulfilled, healthy life. I'm your host, Sarah Martin, personal trainer and online fitness coach. If you're wanting to gain confidence in who you are, let go of your fears, and feel proud and energized to live a life you love, then this show is for you. Now, let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I like to start an episode off with a quote that is inspiring and positive for each episode. So I found this one the other day and I've definitely used it throughout the years and I found it again and wanted to share with you all. It is, you got to start romanticizing your life. You got to start believing that your morning commute is cute. It's fun. Every cup of coffee is the best you've ever had, that even the smallest and most mundane things are exciting and new. You have to, because that's when you truly start living. That's when you look forward to every single day. I hope you, kind of going into this week, think about those small things. Maybe you do every single day, but make it more enjoyable. Make it fun. I feel like we get caught up in our day-to-day routine, same thing, new day, and we are kind of in this cycle and don't really uh, slow down and appreciate the little things. So like your cup of coffee, maybe switch it up a bit. Maybe if you normally get an order from Starbucks, try a new drink. Make it fun. Make make the your routine enjoyable and so fun. And that's honestly how you stick to habits and new habits that maybe you're trying to form right now. For example, if you're trying to increase your water intake, make it fun. Buy a new water bottle that kind of inspires you, motivates you, and you like drinking out of. Or if you're trying to eat more vegetables and you're trying to prep more for the, for throughout the week, put on some music, start cutting up veggies. It'll take 20 minutes. Finding ways to make these things enjoyable are more likely to stick around and make it part of your life. So, Hope that kind of inspires you for this new week, but I want to dive deeper into actually what we're talking about today, and that is self-sabotage. I see it day in and day out with clients coming to me, and they're trying to change their their life, their version of themselves to be healthier and more fulfilled. I feel like we all struggle with this, and overcoming self-sabotage is not about trying to figure out how to override maybe the impulses that you have, but it's first determining why they're existing in the first place. So what is self-sabotage? It's when you have two conflicting desires. So one is conscious, one maybe is unconscious, and you know you want to maybe move forward. And, but, right, you want to make a change, but you still feel for some reason stuck. And this can happen for many reasons, but Regardless, this happens when we maybe are getting attached to having problems. So maybe you can't figure out why you're always choosing wrong relationships. And these could be coming from patterns of rejection or refusal to commit. Whatever it may be, we keep kind of going back to that because that's what we're comfortable with and it's familiar. And or maybe it's something like being successful can make you less liked. Finding love can make you more vulnerable. Making yourself less attractive can guard you. Playing small allows you to avoid scrutiny. 
all these things are actually ways that are feeding a need that you probably aren't even familiar with. So it's, it's more about discovering, okay, what is the need that you're looking for and identifying the habits and behaviors that you have that are unhealthy to you and creating this cycle of self-sabotage. And there are many emotions that you may feel when you are self-sabotaging. So the most common one is resistance to feeling like you're stuck or it's hard. And this could be, you know, you don't want to just push through it. So you're kind of feeling stuck. And in order to really solve the problem, we have to understand, okay, what is going on? Why why we actually want to take action and make a change. So I love to kind of work through this when I have self-sabotage or I feel like I'm being detrimental to myself. I ask these questions and you can journal, you can reflect on it, maybe repeat it back to you, put it in your notes to circle back to you. Asking yourself why you feel that way. What is this feeling trying to tell me about the action I'm trying to take? What is this feeling trying to tell me about the action I'm trying to take? Is there something I need to learn here? What do I need to do to honor my needs right now? And most cases we run away from those negative emotions like anger, sadness, or not feeling good enough, whatever it is. And in order to move forward, we have to identify why they're coming up. Why are you feeling that way? Where it's coming from? And it could be a root to a deeper need that you have. And so like, for example, if you're become angry about how maybe your parent treated you, it probably won't come as a surprise that the, that's the core feeling of why you're sabotaging relationships is mistrust or anger. It's not these behaviors don't come up randomly. They come from deeper insights about what we really need. And that comes from really asking yourself, okay, where is this coming from? Becoming aware of it. And then honestly, give yourself space to identify the depth of your emotions and understand that that doesn't control your behaviors. You can choose what you're thinking about how and reframe it to work for you. And I talk about this all the time, but it's easier said than done. And how you do this is really just sitting with yourself and spending time really getting to know your deeper emotions and where it's coming from. I often, I, like I said, I see this all the time with clients when they're want to change to live a healthier life and start, you know, changing their routines and want to start going to bed earlier and waking up earlier, working out, whatever it is. At first, it starts with getting to know yourself on a deeper level and committing to this change because it takes a lot of dang work and a lot of it is going to be mental work, emotional work especially when you're wanting to change. It's uncomfortable. It's unfamiliar. I want to read this little paragraph here from the book, The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weiss, I think is how you pronounce it. And I'll post in the show notes, but it's an amazing book all about self-sabotage. So if you really want to dive deep, getting to know yourself 
and stop sabotaging get this book because there's so many wisdom drops in here but in this book it says if you want to master your life you have to learn to organize your feelings by becoming aware of them you can trace them back to the thought process that prompt them and from there you can decide whether or not the idea is an actual threat or concern or a fabrication of your reptilian mind just trying to keep you alive so your brain is built on nature and Forgiving yourself of these experiences and impulses, but understand that the choice is yours to how you kind of act on your thoughts and feelings. You can feel something and not act on it. We can't always rely on our feelings. What I mean by that is you're not going to always want to do the house chores, the laundry, the dishes, get up and do your workout or just go for your walk that you said you were going to do at lunchtime. If we always reacted to how we're feeling, we would be not moving forward (laughs) and taking action. And our body and mind craves action. So we're trying not to just rely on feelings, but more about discipline. That's a wonderful paragraph I love kind of going back to in this book. And definitely think if you are someone that is struggling to change, pick up this book because you won't regret it. I really want to circle back to what I typically see with clients. Maybe this is something you're experiencing with if you are on a health and fitness journey right now, and that is when you're self-sabotaging. So this is preventing you from actually maintaining healthy habits and why that could be happening is because you're maintaining the habits you're currently doing right like you're continuing the lifestyle that you have and that's what's preventing you from moving forward and it can be tr- so difficult because like I was saying it's just di- it's discomfort it's this frustration when you fall off the wagon the weekend comes and those habits that you're trying to build during the week don't you don't stick to And then the week rolls around and you hit it hard again. And then it's that cycle. I'm sure you're maybe have experienced. I feel like we all have experienced this in our life or you're currently experiencing this. And how I've seen it resolved is from doing this mental work of why am I doing this? Or like also like, yeah, like what's the point? Like why am I wanting to be healthier? Why do I want to go to the gym? What's my why? You hear that talked about all the time, but it's so evident where we need to discover why these goals are important to you. What's the deeper desire here? Is it to live longer? Is it to age well? Is it for healthy hormones? Maybe you want to have a baby one day and, or maybe it's to just do the things you love and not be, you know, have pain. Do all the activities you love, hike, snowboard, ski, run with your kids, your grandchildren, whatever it is. Or maybe it's running a marathon. It doesn't really matter. But we want to just discover why you are working towards these goals, towards changing your life. And then once you discover why, you also want to define what that looks like. So I will always ask in a consultation with a potential client, what is 
your desired fitness level? What does that look like for you? What does your desired healthiest self look like? And typically people pause and don't and kind of probably haven't been asked that question and they really have to think about it. And once you get crystal clear on what that looks like, maybe it's just to maintain your routine, like be in shape, have endurance, be strong and maintain that. And that that's perfect. But everyone's answer is so different. So it's defining what that is on your own terms, what health, what a healthy life looks like for you. It looks so, that's so individual. My healthy lifestyle might look different than yours and your neighbor's. Then you want to think about like, how would that make you feel? And what would you be doing to maintain that routine throughout your life? Because when you think, I feel like we've set these big goals often. And then once we get there, we're like, on to the next thing. What's my next goal? And the next, which is totally fine, especially if you are someone that loves doing like competitions or meets or marathons or, you know, like an event. But you also want to like identify what's the long term goal for you for your health journey. So that way you can really make it a part of you and it's kind of part of your identity essentially, in a healthy way. Because everyone's so different. We all have different needs, preferences, different schedules. And we really have to figure out like what makes you feel the best. So when it comes to a healthy lifestyle, I'm talking about maybe it's nutrition, your exercise routine, your sleep, your water, your stress level. Like those are a lot of things. And and, and it can be a combination of all those things of what health looks like for you. And we wanted to uh, identify like what that looks like and how we're going to stick with it. And typically, these are always going to be best established over a period of time. So I'm talking three to six months, even a year. Give yourself that six months to a year, not just that 30-day challenge or program. Because it takes so much longer than that to build these habits. So when I work with my clients, this is what we go into is one habit at a time, identifying what is really important to you to work on at this moment. And so, for example, like if you know you're not going to go to the gym at five or six in the morning, don't force yourself to do that. We want to make it so that it's easy, it's enjoyable, and it's a part, like it's going to be a part of your routine and something you can maintain. If that's the only time that works in your schedule, then maybe it's diving deeper into, is it why, you know, why you want to go to the gym and how you're going to make that work. But typically what I think works best is instead to finding something you really enjoy or at a time that works better for your schedule, or even just doing it like 15 minutes Start with 15 minutes at home with some mobility and some body weight movements. So that that way you get kind of used to even just moving your body if you're starting from ground zero, if that makes sense. I've talked a lot about habit building on previous episodes, so definitely check out those episodes if you want to learn more about how we make habits simple and enjoyable. But it all comes back to this of how we resolve 
not moving forward with your goals and kind of sabotaging them. It comes down to asking yourself these questions, making these small, simple habits, and make it easy for yourself to succeed. You know yourself better than anyone. So keep those promises to yourself. Your brain is so smart. If we keep saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and then we don't do it, you say that the next week, oh, I'm going to do it. I can tell you you're probably not going to do it because you already told yourself, you've already repeatedly let yourself down. And how you not have that happen is set yourself in a smaller, like set a smaller goal that's more achievable for you and is, you know, you're going to keep that promise to yourself. Whether it's just keeping water by your desk so you can sip it throughout the day or you know, prepping meals on a Sunday, something you know specifically you can do rather than what someone on Instagram is telling you or someone on TikTok, you know yourself better than anyone. But my main point here is just to point out that it's going to be honestly gradually conditioning yourself to prefer these healthier habits and ones that work for your lifestyle rather than these ones that you have that aren't fulfilling you or aren't allowing you to achieve your goals. So condition yourself to form these habits. I hope that was helpful and I hope you can kind of think about that for yourself of like, okay, what does a healthy lifestyle look like for me? What habits in my life are moving me forward and what ones are maybe keeping me stuck or let it, you know, pushing me backwards and not moving forward. I think this is a super healthy reflection to have with yourself because it's so easy to get caught up in our day-to-day routines and not, you know, and then, you know, next year comes around and you're like, I want to go to the gym five days a week. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Next year rolls around, same goals. So think about these things and make it a part of your lifestyle. Overcoming self-sabotage takes time, like I said, and doing it with someone for accountability, for example, like a coach or a trusted professional or, you know, even just a friend, a colleague, coworker family member, someone that you can kind of go to for this accountability is huge as well during this journey. But I hope you found value in this episode. Even just one takeaway is my main goal for you and apply it to your life right now. Like I said, I'm going to post that book that I love and think you would benefit from in the show notes. So definitely check it out. But always remember, I am rooting for you. I'm cheering you on. Even if you feel like you're alone in this journey, know that I am here to support you, to guide you. And it's so funny because I I, want to kind of share this story about when I first started my fitness and health journey. I, like looking back, I, I can see how I was actually pretty alone in the journey of starting to eat healthier, working out. Like I had, I met friends at college and would work out with me and, um, and it was super fun, but 
and eventually, you know, had great support, of course. But when I first, first started those first, that first year or two, I felt so alone and like almost like conflicting identities of what I wanted for myself. Cause at that age, people are partying and some people are working out and like not going out on the weekends, whatever. And when I felt alone, I could tell I was not being, having a healthy mindset and being nice to myself. And my goal with working with my clients is to be that support that they need and wish that I had on my journey because it can feel like lonely if you're doing these things alone and other friends are not really into it. Maybe they're half into it, half not. And I'm here to tell you that you may have to do things alone and that's okay. Another thing that typically held people back and held me back was comparison. So comparing myself to other people and what they're doing and their judgments or their opinions, where they're at in their life and just too focused on like others. Put that away, put that ish away because honestly, that's keeping you stuck. That's keeping you in that same spot that you are. You are on your own journey. Everyone's is so, so different than yours. And when you let go of that comparison, oh, girl, you're going to go so far. (laughs) You're going to go so far and be so dang proud because you put in the work. You showed up day in and day out to give your best. So I am rooting for you. That's all I got to say. Have an amazing week. I will see you all on the next episode. I'm sending you all the love and happiness and see you soon.